You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Trade Madness Tuesday, December 29th. My name, of course, as always, your host with sometimes the most is Javier Reyes. Uh, doing really good today, guys, as you can tell. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you feel so inclined, especially nowadays, I know a lot of people are, have questions popping up now. Hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, you know, or concerns you might have, and I might even answer them here on the show. In today's episode, guys, we are breaking, because here I am. Yesterday, we, we reacted to the Blake Snell thing yesterday. And on the Blake Snell podcast, I said, you know, it, it'd be crazy. It, it, imagine if, if uh, A.J. Preller just went mad and decided to trade for you, Darvish, as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um... He did it! The son of a bitch did it! Yeah! All right! A.J. Preller is an absolute maniac. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Preller drowned me in a vat of nuclear acid and launched me into the Empire State Building with a medieval catapult. A.J. Preller shatter my esophagus with Keelix staff from the Soul Calibur series and remove my spine like the Predator. A.J. Preller forced me to consume 800 twisted teas until my body I drop dead and proceed to use me as a board on your next vacation for a jet skiing excursion aj preller hire the ghostbusters to take turns blasting me with their proton packs and leave my corpse in the streets of Gaslamp to be run over for all of eternity aj preller i cannot believe blake snell ha sung kim and you darvish all within the span of 24 hours so guys yeah, we got a lot to discuss today. First off, for the first like kind of half of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about you, Darvish, which just happened a little bit over like an hour of the time of me recording this, uh, which is uh, on a Monday night. It's technically still Monday night for me right now. Uh, and then the second half, I actually want to talk about Hassan Kim because that's kind of an underrated forgotten move now because of the you, Darvish move. Understandably so, by the way. But there's just there's so much to get into, guys. So let's just get right into it. Let's talk about the trade really quickly. What exactly was the trade breakdown? It was as follows. You Darvish and Victor Caratini are heading to your San Diego Padres in exchange for pitcher Zach Davies, shortstop Reginald Preciado, outfielder Owen Casey, outfielder Ismael Mania, and shortstop Jason Santana per sources. I was reading that from Mark Furt, uh, Feinsand, and many other people corroborated. Many people said the same thing. Okay. So let's break this down. First of all, let's just talk about you, Darvish. And I actually, uh, just really quickly before I forget, um, I just recorded uh, with Brent McGuire of Locked On Angels. He just wanted to have me on. And hilariously enough, you actually could get my live reaction uh, to the trade uh, coming out, like all the reports of it during the middle of us recording. So uh, definitely check out Brent's podcast as well. He does a great, great job over there. 
My first reaction is similar to yesterday. Oh my God, you Darvish. This guy was a literal Cy Young type of candidate this year. Uh, that would mean that the Padres currently heading into next year, uh, two of the pitchers in their starting five will have been top five Cy Young guys uh, the previous season in both you Darvish and Denelson Lamette. Uh, Blake Snell has literally won the Cy Young before, and I know that he wasn't like a top candidate for it necessarily this year, especially because of the innings. But still, bottom line is the rotation for the Padres currently looks like it will be Blake Snell, Yu Darvish, to Nelson Lamette, Chris Paddock, and a combination of something like Mackenzie Gore, Adrian Monahon, Ryan Weathers, and maybe some other random guy that they might throw in there as well. I don't know. Who, who knows who else they might throw in there. But more interestingly is if this all shakes up, guys, the Padres' rotation for 2022 could be Yu Darvish, Blake Snell, Denelson Lamette, Mike Clevenger, Chris Paddock, or I should say the fifth spot could go to Chris Paddock, Mackenzie Gore, Adrian Bartohorta, Ryan Weathers. That is one of the elite rotations if I've ever seen one. My immediate reaction is, holy crap, and and I, I just got to say, I did my off-season wish list a while ago. Uh, well, it feels like a while ago at this point because of, you know, these past 24 hours were one of the things I commented on was how I didn't think that the Padres needed to go all in and trying to get somebody like Trevor Bauer or even Marcus Stroman back when he was still on the market, I guess, but didn't need to, you know, go make any major splashes that I actually recommended maybe, you know, kind of sitting this year out a little bit and waiting for Patino and Gore to come along and maybe signing some guys like Jake Odorizzi and, and um, Corey Kluber. Obviously, AJ Preller decided to slap me in the face and say, no, you fool. I am going for it. I am not a coward. AJ Preller is no coward, ladies and gentlemen. My first thoughts on the deal in terms of what the Padres gave up. First of all, let's all pour one out for Zach Davies. He is the homie. I actually recently wrote a piece about him for Friars on Base that I'm going to link uh, in the description below because it's now more relevant than ever. I wrote that about like a month or so ago. Uh, really fun. I, I love writing about the Padres. I'm actually planning on writing another thing too uh, that I'll let you guys know about. But uh, it's really sad to see him go. But longtime listeners of the podcast will know that I loved Zach Davies and he was one of those guys though where I was like, is it possible that people figured him out? Is it possible that those two playoff games, don't get me wrong, you should never judge playoff games, but towards the end of the season, like judge playoff games, uh, use them as your litmus test for an entire season worth of whether or not a player is, is uh, worth what they're getting paid and worth you know keeping on the roster and whatnot. I was wondering, the guy throws that same sinker kind of low and away, low and maybe a tiny bit inside uh, of, on the plate. And that's basically it. He really relies on that sinker and a pretty good changeup. And my wondering was, this is a guy who tops at 87. Did he overperform this year? And is he a type of guy that you sell high on? You could also make uh, the case for Will Myers. And Will Myers, actually, earlier in the day, was someone who was expected to be part of the deal, actually. I think a lot of people were expecting that. And I was really, like, worried because I've really enjoyed watching Will Myers, especially this year. Even when he's bad, he's still kind of fun. You know, I don't know. He's always been like that goofball person. I have always enjoyed him. And I would say, though, like Zach Davies, love him to death. I I'm sad that he basically was the unsung hero of the team and for him to get dealt away to a team that essentially just seems hellbent on shedding salary. Shout out to the Chicago Cubs. It's my first reaction to them is congratulations. The Chicago Cubs are pulling a Boston Red Sox and pretending to not have any money and that they have to save money despite the team being worth something like $3.2 billion. That's great. 
Um, but in terms of the rest of the prospects, I don't really know too much about the rest of the prospects. But from what I gather is basically all of them that they gave up in this deal are basically just lottery ticket prospects, i.e., they're, they're fine, you know, they sound like good prospects that could be interesting, but there's no clear top level, top 100 ultimate type of prospect in there. Maybe Owen Casey being the only one that I've heard good things about uh, that people have really, you know, stressed might have some high potential. But for the most part, they're just lottery picks, right? They're just lottery tickets uh, in, an, in an age of just everyone kind of collecting lottery tickets and you never really know what the heck you're going to get. I like it from that perspective, but even more, to bash on the Cubs a little bit more, apparently... According to Dan Federico, and I saw this from Bob Nightingale as well, the Cubs are also eating some of Darvish's salary in the trade, which is just like that really uh, seals, cements, you know, brings home the point that the the Cubs are just, they they seem to not even want to pretend like they're trying right now. So the Padres really just, it's kind of amazing. I mean, this this trade is amazing because, look, you Darvish was excellent last year. He's still got that strikeout stuff, and I talked about this with Brent actually on his podcast, but I'll repeat it here. Um, you know, this isn't as much of a home run necessarily as, say, Blake Snell, but I do admit, I just like you Darvish. I like him as a personality, low-key, really interesting on Twitter and fun to see. I always root for him to do well. Uh, he was super fun when he started kind of uh, coming into the league back with the Rangers, and then he made that little bit of a run with the Dodgers that didn't end well. For We're happy about that, 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 that he imploded for the Dodgers, but also of note, apparently you Darvish, he tweeted out about the trade. And according to, you know, translation, it seems like Darvish was never even informed of the trade by the Chicago Cubs. And that he learned about it, I essentially assume, from the, the way the rest of us did. I don't understand how this happens in sports. How does it happen that you trade a guy and this is hap- and the media gets a hold of it before the player? I understand, you know, things develop. And I don't even think people are, some of these players are necessarily upset that they get traded. I mean, they're upset, but they understand that's the business part. You're telling me you don't even let them know that they find out through Twitter? Like, what's going on here? That doesn't make any sense. That's just really cowardly and just shows you what's going on with the Cubs organization right now. And honestly, it's not even exclusive to them. This happens all over the place. But heck, whatever you want to do, baseball, to help the Padres who are actually trying, this is such a big win, guys. Don't get me wrong. I think that, you know, there isn't a as much of a... A knockout, I think, with Darvish, he is getting up in there at age, at age 34. But still, all the metrics suggest that he should probably be one of the better players next year. And actually, shout out to Brent McGuire. He put out a, a nice little stat and kind of a note here where he said, you know, per Fangraph's depth charts, the Padres now have three of the top 15 projected starters for 2021, which are Darvish, uh, Denelson Lament, and Blake Snell, and three of the top 30 projected position players. That's awesome. And Tatis Jr., Machado, and Trent Grisham. So this trade basically shows you that the Padres have as much star power as any team in the league, and they're one of the most exciting teams in baseball. They're going to be lethal next year. And while I, you know, don't get me wrong, maybe I'm being a little cynical on being a little bit nervous about Darvish, I still just love that the guy has such an amazing repertoire of pitches. He uses the cutter, he uses the slider, four-seam fastball, he's got a curveball that he uses. He even shows a split-finger fastball every now and then. He throws a, a Zach Davies type of sinker, although it isn't necessarily one of his best pitches. Still, uh, just a great repertoire of pitches. So even if maybe, say, the fastball velocity dips dramatically, say say something like that happens, and it's just, at the very beginning of the season, we're all like, oh no, like a Madison Bumgarner early early this year. There was kind of the red alarm sound after uh, you saw that his velocity was down. Well, I'm still happy that he has such a great repertoire of pitches uh, at his disposal to maybe make up for that and maybe not be like a total bust or anything like that. But even if he doesn't repeat his numbers from this past year, 
which, by the way, he ranked fourth in the NL in strikeouts. He had a total of 93. His ERA was 2.01 and a whip under one at 0.96. Yes, like I said, he was a borderline Cy Young contender, uh, probably in top five, maybe like right behind uh, Trevor Bauer, honestly, and a little bit uh, a little bit ahead of maybe even Denelson Lamette. I don't know, but bottom line is he was fantastic, and I'm expecting big things from him. And honestly, because of his followers, because of that amazing Japanese following that he has, he's probably the most famous Padre currently on the team, which is insane. Like, if you just take the whole world into context. And bottom line, my other thing is just the Cubs. Thank you for letting us rob you. Uh, Zach Davies, it sounds like they took him instead of maybe a future pitching prospect. Sounds pretty all right to me. Yet again, AJ Preller is a maniac. He is the hash-slinging slasher as I called him yesterday. But you, Darvish, wasn't the only Asian player they got. That's right, guys. He wasn't the only one. But before we talk about Sir Ha Sung Kim, my new favorite, my new favorite uh, South Korean player, I guess you could say, in Major League Baseball now. Um, firstly, guys, I wanted to talk to you about betonline.ag, which is fantastic. Let me tell you guys, are you ready for all the sports? You know, I know everybody's excited about baseball right now, but let's be real, you know, football. We're approaching week 17, playoffs on the line. Maybe not every single team game, not every single uh, matchup we've got this coming weekend is going to matter necessarily because people are resting their starters. But still, you got some really big playoff deciding games coming up this weekend. You still got the ridiculous, nonsensical kind of abundance of bowls in college football. You've got all sorts of things going on, but there is only one place only one place that has you covered and one place we trust for all your betting related needs that is betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus despite me talking about all the football and college football things coming here actually the most thing that I'm excited for for upcoming sporting events is actually this Pelican Suns game tomorrow because I'm a huge just kind of uh, NBA fan as well and the Pelicans and Suns are the two teams I will be paying attention to because Mira Pauli Chris Paul is on the Suns and I can't wait to see that game the Suns currently are minus three according to betonline.ag I might consider making a little thing there but I don't know we'll have to see but bottom line guys is this don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And I'm like, I sound like I'm AJ Preller. Just, just give me all the, the assets. Give me all the different players. But no, instead I'm making that uh, sad effect because I want to talk about food, guys. And I want to talk about Built Bars. They are so, so delicious. Let me tell you, they are the best protein bars on the market. First of all, they're covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. And my favorite thing about them is they have a great variety of flavors. They've got 12 original flavors, coconut almonds, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. Whew, a lot, right? And even if some of these don't sound appealing to you, uh, trust me, you're really going to like them. Some flavors I didn't expect to like, like mint brownie, and I ended up loving it. So definitely keep an eye on those. And you've got six amazing new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. If that doesn't make you hungry, I don't know what will, ladies and gentlemen. And on top of all that, they are protein bars, and they are very healthy for you. They're great for the keto diet, thanks to high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and a low amount of calories. 
So go, guys. Just what, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And now, guys, let's continue on with the, the madness. I just... It's in, it's insane, really, because what's funny about today, actually, what's funny about uh, Monday, I should say, um, not not the day you're hearing this podcast, is that basically the big thing that was talked about all day was you, Darvish, because right, like, very soon after the Blake Snell deal on mon- on Sunday, uh, there was rumors that AJ Peller wasn't done, and that it was about you, Darvish, right? And everyone's talking about you, Darvish, all day, to the point where I think people kind of underrated the other move they made, which is for South Korean KBO uh, in the KBO League superstar Ha Sung Kim, who is now with the Padres. He signed a, a, a deal that's, uh, I believe, around like six or seven million dollars a year. I didn't get the full details uh, on the deal, actually. John Heyman does report, though, that the deal is expected to be four years or at least four years. Um, here's the thing. Man, here's here's the thing with House Sun Kim. I've been paying attention to him because a lot of the people that I follow that are into the KBO league and have been following it are just obsessed with this guy. I know there's plenty of other teams. I know Brent McGuire, who I've mentioned many times on the podcast. Go check out his thing. He really wanted the Angels to go for him. You know, there's plenty of teams I know that really wanted this guy. In 2020, he hit 306, 397, 523 with 30 home runs, 109 RBIs, and 23 stolen bases. For his career, he has a slash line of 294, 373, 493 with 133 home runs, 575 RBI, and 134 stolen bases. Another one of the teams that were expected to be finalists were the Toronto Blue Jays. Obviously, we beat them out for that. The New York Mets were another team that was out there. And this is exciting stuff, guys. This is exciting stuff. It was really unexpected, honestly. I did not think the Padres were going to go in this direction. And at first, I thought that it meant they're going to move him over to second base. Kim, I mean. And that meant that Cronenworth was either going to left field or they were maybe considering Jake Cronenworth as part of the U Darvish trade. That's what immediately came to my mind, which scared me a little bit because I don't think they necessarily should have done that, although I would have understood it kind of, but I don't think they necessarily should have done that because of uh, Cronenworth's utility and the fact that he's just not going to cost you anything for right now. It could be the second baseman of the future. That's really the, the money cost and the cheap salary that you're going to get for Cronenworth uh, is just an asset all of it, within of itself. But also, check out these fan graph projections for Ha Sung Kim next year. He's expected to have a batting average, according to fan graphs, 274 and on base of 343, slugging of 477 to go along with 23 homers. And 17 stolen bases. That's an OPS plus of 117. That's pretty good. That's a three to four war uh, type of player at second base or wherever the heck they play him. I was actually reading an athletic piece by Eno Saris, which basically had some of the comparisons for him, some MLB comps being Gene Segura, but with more walks, Didi Gregorius, Paul DeJong, Marcus Simeon, Carlos Correa, obviously being the ultimate kind of lottery golden nugget uh, kind of at the end of that list of comparisons. But all those guys are pretty good, and he's also still only just 25 years old. So if he can kind of adapt, especially to major league pitching and kind of get in front of the ball quickly, I don't think this guy's going to come in and hit 30 home runs like he did uh, this past season, but I think he could be a really great player, and especially apparently because he's a good defensive player as well. The question, of course, is going to be where the heck he plays, right? And according to Dennis Lynn in a tweet that I saw, he said that the Padres will consider trying Jake Cronenworth and even Ha-Sung Kim in the outfield, if only to see how it looks. Cronenworth has limited experience beyond the infield, and Kim has not officially appeared in the outfield in his pro career. The universal DH, of course, would help. And that's kind of how I feel too. So we have another kind of, this is going to be a storyline to follow, is what is the Padres lineup? What is their defensive alignment going to look like? Obviously, you're still going to have Tatis at short, and you're going to have Machado at 
second base and you're gonna have Hosmer at first but that second base kind of area where they're gonna move Cronenworth I'm I'm really curious to see what's gonna happen here because you know Jake Cronenworth was really good at second base this year and I, I appreciate for him his, for his utility but this would be asking yet again a lot of him uh in order for him to move over from his position that he was already getting used to considering he was basically just debuting this year now of course we'll have to see how it plays out I really really do agree with the end of the sentiment that Dennis Lynch shared though man this would be so much better if we knew about the designated hitter like why can't baseball just give that to us it does not make any sense I talked about this with Gabrielle like last I don't even know like a couple weeks ago and we were just like baseball the for them to decide that they don't want to add more offense in their sport that they don't want the universal DH is honestly just baseball malpractice at this point I know I know it's fun to watch your Madison Bumgarners it's fun I would love to see you Darvish hit you know on the Padres and I know we've gotten to see him hit before but I'd love to see Blake Snell hit at the plate I know it sounds fun but the novelty factor guys I'm telling you as someone who's watched National League uh batters before it wears off fast you know it, it just does these guys are hitting 130 they're here to pitch not to bet you know it's just as simple as that Bottom line, though, is I'm super jazzed about that signing, and it is, I think it's a really, I really, I can't stress enough, I really think that's an underrated one, for him to be a potential guy to add to that offense, because one of my concerns heading into the season, and it wasn't admittedly as big of a season, was, you know, are we sure that Myers, are we sure that Cronenworth, are we sure that, you know, Profar, whoever ends up replacing him, are we sure that Hosmer and his launch angle, are we sure that those guys are going to be able to replicate and help add and bolster the rest of the offense I'm pretty I'm pretty dang confident that about that Tatis guy being able to continue to be a beast and same about that Manny Machado fell and personally I'm really confident that Trent Grisham is still going to be the ultimate on base leader on the team with the exception of uh, Tatis I still think that he's going to be just a great walks guy in that perspective so I really trust his stats and his abilities to carry over to next year everybody else it just wouldn't surprise me as much so for the Padres to come in and get a bat like Hostown Kim who also apparently is a good defensive player it's just so exciting. It's exciting to have both you, Darvish, and Hassan Kim. It's going to bring a bunch of new fandom to the team. It already makes an already eclectic, diverse group of personalities to this team. And who knows if AJ Prowler's, you know, done. Maybe, let me just check my phone. Has he also signed Trevor Bauer? No, he hasn't. Don't worry. I guess maybe AJ Prowler's taking a nap. Maybe he's going to sleep. Maybe he's he's just decided to, to take it easy for one extra night or something like that. You know, I, maybe maybe he's going to calm down for a little bit. And who knows? And let me just let me just uh, check my phone. Has he traded for Mike Trout as well? No, 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 no. We're we're, we're good. We're, we're good. Okay. I, I, I think he's calmed down for now. Uh, but seriously, guys, I this is one of the in my opinion, like one of the greater all-timer Padres moments in a while. It started with A.J. Preller's tenure back in 2015 when he made the Justin Upton, Will Myers, Craig Kimbrell, and and Matt Kemp trades, and everyone's like, what the heck are the Padres doing? This is insane. And then they kind of blew that up and, you know, reversed it. And then they do the James Shields trade, which ends up obviously giving us the god, uh, El Nino Fernando Tatis Jr. And then you sign Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer, and all these things happen. And then some under-the-radar trades. That's the thing, guys. Do not sleep on the fact that A.J. Preller has made some awesome under-the-radar trades. Hey, maybe we don't get you Darvish if we never made that Trent Grisham-Milwaukee trade that got us Zach Davies in the first place. I know that not all of them have been perfect, but bottom line is I really think A.J. Preller is just... He's just showing, and by all accounts, I've also read that ownership, in fairness, I, I got to give him the credit, and I don't give credit to owners a lot on this podcast. Apparently, ownership has been really committed, uh, just like general management and the, the managing office, to make this team 
really phenomenal and to, uh, you know, put more of a, a salary and more of a more cap, I guess, behind uh, the team's roster. Unlike seemingly a whole bunch of other teams in baseball that have billionaire owners that aren't seemingly uh, intent on winning or at least trying to pretend to win, the Padres are absolutely not one of those teams. So kudos to them. And with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, just uh, whatever, whatever, whatever your podcast app is on, you will find it. Go search it up and subscribe. While you're at it, if you are on Apple Podcasts, go send me some five-star reviews. Would greatly appreciate that. And also, check out the new Locked on Bets podcast, guys. Betting on the Jets to not uh, successfully blow up their uh, tanking for Trevor Lawrence and mess it up, it's not exactly a a good idea. Betting on teams like the Rams and Jared Goff, who is one of those quarterbacks that right from the first quarter you could tell if it's bad Goff or good Goff. I don't know what's up with that guy. Uh, It doesn't have to be a guessing game when you're trying to make those decisions. If you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. In terms of the future of this show, guys, though, uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to wait a little bit to see if, if, if Preller, for some reason, if I get a news story tomorrow that they're interested in somebody else. Uh, but otherwise, probably going to take it easy for the next day, and then I'm going to probably post uh, any – I have so many things that I have to post. Uh, probably going to be doing a conversation with Sean Sears of Locked On Cubs to get his perspective on this U Darvish deal and all that stuff. So don't worry, guys. Plenty of cool content still coming at you. But until that very next time, until those next times. Stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.